The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we're glad you're with us this morning as we take a few minutes out of our day to be in the Word of God. If you're following along with us, we're in Psalm chapter 119. And over the last few episodes, last few days, we've been breaking down uh, this chapter. You know that Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. And uh, the person, the preacher who broke it up, broke it up into 24 sections matching the Hebrew alphabet. And so we're going to be in Psalm 119, verse 81. Uh, the letter, there will be calf. C-A-P-H is how we'd spell it. And uh, in a second, let me give you an introduction to this idea of what we're going to read here in these few verses. We believe, I believe this is David writing the psalm. And one of the things we're going to see in the next few verses is something that we've seen a few times in studying the book of Psalms and studying the author David. And it simply comes down to the fact that he's going to pray to God out of distress. He's overwhelmed. Uh, He's depressed. He's discouraged because uh, how many people are out to get him? They've lied about him. People are believing the lies. And all of this simply, in he, he received all of this in obedience to God. He didn't do anything wrong. He followed God's word. He was obedient. And some people didn't like that. And so through that, uh, David found himself in trouble. Please understand, David did enough of his own bad things. He made enough of his own mistakes. And you can read that throughout the time in the books of the Kings. You can read so much about David's mistakes and how it affected so many people. Uh, the one theory is uh, God called David a man for God's own heart, I believe, is that when David made a mistake, he took responsibility for it. He didn't try to blame anyone else. He didn't say how it was someone else. He took responsibility for that. So when you see someone like that now coming and saying, God, I've done everything I can to take, do my part, and I still find the battle, you see someone legitimately battling, someone who has been put under attack, someone who has been placed in a circumstance where people have to get him for no reason. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever been in a spot like that, but I can tell you in, in, in a similar circumstance, we can all say there are days where we say, Lord, it just doesn't make sense. What's going on? Why? And yeah, sometimes we, we spoke on the last couple of days that sometimes the circumstance we find ourselves in, we're in it due to chastisement. God is doing things in our life to get our attention and bring us back in alignment to him. Uh, Hebrews, the Bible says, the Lord chastens whom he loves, which is a great sign of love. Having said that, that's not what's happening in this situation. This is just, he is under attack for the wrong reasons, and we see him. Now, again, this is not the first time we've heard David reference something like this. And so sometimes you can say, boy, the redundancy of this is getting kind of old. Can I encourage you that what we're not seeing here is redundancy? Or we are seeing redundancy, but why? And one of the things I, I appreciate the fact is sometimes when we get to this part in our life, we can feel overwhelmed. And like coming back to God for the same thing over and over can seem, uh, well, pointless. Well, we, if you see redundancy in Scripture, or you see God allowing certain things, same idea to make itself into Scripture, there's a reason for it. And I believe one of the reasons is to remind us that we will go through this and it's okay to come to God in honesty and transparency. So let's go ahead and read the verses that he wrote here. Psalm chapter 119, verse number 81. The Bible says, Am I so fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, When wilt thou comfort me? For I am become like the bottle in the smoke, yet do I not fret for thy, forget thy statutes. How many are the days of thy servant? When wilt thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have digged pits for me, which are not after thy law. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. 
They have almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook that, thy precepts. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimonies of thy mouth. Let's go ahead and break out these passages, verses real quick. I think that we see some of these, we're going we're to understand what these things are saying. We're going to see how very much fits with how we have may, may have felt in some of the circumstances you find yourself in. So, my soul fainted for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. You know, he notices the emphasis we could put is on thy salvation. A lot of times when you find yourself in circumstances, it's easy if you want to find a way to generate an answer. Uh, if you're hurting financially, you borrow money from a friend or things like that. And sometimes that's not wrong, but sometimes what we do is instead of waiting for God to move in a specific way, we find ourselves literally doing everything we can to kind of generate. We pray to God, then we generate our own answer. Now, please understand, I believe we need to do our part. We need to do the in, do the possible. God does the impossible. Uh, for instance, if you're struggling financially, you know, get a job, work, things like that, then you can ask God to take care of the other details. But when you've done everything you can, uh, then you come to God. That's where he is right now. He's saying, God, I'm not I'm not looking for a way to manipulate this situation. I'm not looking for a way to prove it. Because frankly, he was under attack with obedience to God. He says, God, I'm waiting for you to do something, which would make it clear to everybody watching that it is you and not me. It is you that has done it, not someone else manipulating this. And so he's pleading for God to work, obviously. And can I can I say that one thing I've learned in my life, that there are times when circumstances come in and it's obvious it's obvious that the circumstance we're in is something that is going to be too much for us to handle. And sometimes we get frustrated by that because, you know, if you're, if you're a little bit like me, I'm a fixer, I see a problem, you know, you go solve it. And, and God allows you into circumstances where you can't do that. That can be very discouraging. Well, let me think one thing I've learned from that is it's those times when you truly see God work. Yes, there are times where God will allow you to be in a circumstance so, can I say so low, so harsh, so outside your control. That the only answer is God. And that's some of the things we, we look at. That, that might be exactly uh, where he has you at right now so that you can see his hand perfectly in us. Continue to verse 82. Mine eyes fail for thy word, saying, when will thou comfort me? So here's a simple way to put this. He said, I've read your word. I've looked around for your answer. I keep looking and I'm tired. I'm so physically exhausted. I've read your word. I'm looking for you to move in that amazing salvation, and yet you've not done it. Please understand the word salvation there is not necessarily speaking of salvation, the aspect of, of heaven and health. He's talking about salvation or sa being saved from his circumstances. So what he's saying there is, Lord, I've been looking and looking, and I am tired. I am fatigued. So he's been waiting for a while for God to answer. And he say, but he says, uh, when, he, when will you come for me? When will you finally do. When will you fulfill your word? When will you take care of me? When will you bring that? And I'm telling you, there are good times it's going to be like that. We say, God, I don't understand why you haven't moved right now. And it's easy to find yourself frustratingly there. Be careful not to let it overconsume you. But it's an honest point. And it's an honest to be there, to be honest with God and say, I don't understand why you've not done what you've, what I've hoped you would. Verse number 83. For I become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. Now, what in the world is a bottle in the smoke? Um, in the old days, when they would use uh, bottles for wine, they'd use uh, like a leather bottle. And it was a, a cloth type idea. Leather, I think, is what it was. And once it was emptied, um, they would hang it up to dry. And well, then in those situations, smoke and stuff would billow itself up and it would all wrinkle up. You get all full of soot and smoke and it would wrinkle up because of where it was hung over fires and things of that nature. And same idea. He said, I'm so overwhelmed. I, I'm, I feel dried out. I feel frustrated. You know, he goes, I look at that and I see a worn out piece of leather. 
where he just can't do much more with it. And that's how he felt. He was just discouraged and very depressed. So let's go and continue on to verse number 84. How many are the days of thy servant? When will thou execute judgment on them that persecute me? Lord, how long are you going to allow this to continue? That's what he's saying. How long are you going to allow this to continue? When will you deal with those? When will you deal with my enemies? You said vengeance is yours and I'll give it to you. But when are you going to do it? Then he continues to describe in verse 85 his enemies. He says, the proud of dig pits for me, which are not after thy law. And they and thy commandments, okay. So he starts off, let me check with that verse. He talks about the they're digging pits, they're ready to bury me. It's kind of the idea. They have got this all figured out. They know that I've I'm with their I'm going with their law, they're going against your law. They know they're wrong. They know they're wrong. They, they sound great, they sound spiritual, they sound right. And, and they know why people would say, Why would they lie? Why would they do this? Why would they do that? And it's easy to believe that. He goes, But I know that because I know the truth. He said, But Lord, why have you not? He goes, They're just this seems to get worse. But then he makes a commitment in the midst of this time of discouragement. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute from me wrongfully. They persecute me wrongfully. Help thou me. He goes, I know your commandments. I know your word. You've made promises. You promised how you're going to deal with those who do right and how you're going to deal with those who do wrong. So because of that, I beg you, Lord, to deal with them, and I will stay faithful to you. Uh, they had almost consumed me. Upon the earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. Because I'm almost at the point where I feel like they were going to win. But I'm not going to give up on your truth. And he's, um, verse 88, quicken after me thy loving kindness. Quicken me, excuse me, after thy loving kindness. So shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. He said, Lord, in the midst of this time when everything is struggling and I feel like I'm going to fail, give me the strength. You know, it's interesting in that passage, what you don't ever see in those few verses is him talking about the day he was delivered. We know he ultimately was, but we don't know. We don't see it there. David just writes these seven verses with the understanding that he's battling and it gives us a chance. He's just being very transparent with God, how much he is struggling. And he said, Lord, I can't handle this anymore. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there. I don't know what that would is, and it's easy to, to be consumed by that. Don't let Satan convince you that you're still there because God doesn't love you, because you know that's not true. God loves you very much, and he's not promised that these battles won't come. He's just promised to be there with him through the battles. And I hope that you uh, find him, find his strength, find his grace in the midst of this. I promise you this will not always make sense. But what does make sense is that God will be there, and he's never leaving you, no matter how, how rough your circumstance might seem. If you're in the middle of a battle, we pray that this was an encouragement to you. If you're not, we pray you'd hold on to this truth when it does come. Uh, because our days are up and down. We live in chaotic days. May we just keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Thank you for joining me on this Thursday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day and speak into your life. And I greatly appreciate that. We hope you're doing well. Uh, we hope you're having a great day. And I hope you enjoyed this warmer than normal weather for this time of December. And as you look forward to the New Year's and all that has to bring, I hope you keep your eyes on Jesus and trust what he'll do in your life. Thanks for giving me the time be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of your day. We uh, hope, hope, look forward to seeing you again next time. God bless.